This is a recording of Subtle Hebraic Structures in the Book of Mormon by Amanda Colleen Brown, published in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint faith and scholarship, read by Richard Fligger. This is a review of Donald W. Perry, preserved in translation, Hebrew, and other ancient literary forms in the Book of Mormon. Abstract. Donald W. Perry combines a lifetime of insights about the Old Testament and Book of Mormon into one volume. Written for a non-academic audience, this book will provide a glimpse into some of the Book of Mormon's literary complexities that originate from Hebrew grammar and style. Mark Twain once quipped that if Joseph Smith had left, and it came to pass, out of the Book of Mormon, the book would have been only a pamphlet. Twain's disparaging comment, while witty, did not account for the fact that the English translation he mocked was exceptional Hebrew. The Book of Mormon employs, and it came to pass, within its proper narrative context, and the poetic sections of the Book of Mormon employ the phrase less frequently, aligning with Semitic narrative structure roles. This insight is one of hundreds Dr. Donald W. Perry provides in his book on Hebraisms in the Book of Mormon, written for a non-specialized audience. Bringing a career's worth of insights to both the Old Testament and the Book of Mormon, Perry claims that, quote, the Hebrew elements discussed in this volume can enhance the readability of the Book of Mormon and heighten our understanding and appreciation of ancient scripture, unquote. For conservative readers of the Book of Mormon who are interested in how the study of the language can enhance their scripture study, Perry's perspective will capture interest. In this volume, Perry explains literary features of Semitic language such as chiasmus, theme words, symbolic action and prophetic curse, and idea-amplifying plurals, and spotlights the contributions of prophets, Latter-day Saint scholars, and Hebrew Bible scholars alike. He also explains the structure and limitations of Hebrew narrative and poetry through examples from popular passages that resonate with readers. He synthesizes linguistic principles, language development, and secondary literature on the topic while consistently creating relevance that will resonate with a non-expert reader. He most effectively achieves this through demonstrating how the theological meaning of beloved passages changes when its contextual grammar structure is accounted for. For appropriate, Perry highlights the differences between English and biblical Hebrew grammar to show the purposeful creation of phrasing in the Book of Mormon. At the end of each chapter, he discusses a particular principle structure, how scholars use it to reconstruct the past, and what it can add to individuals' reading. More than grammar, Perry's analysis illuminates the text by forcing a slower reading, a reading focused on parallels, similarities between the Old Testament and the Book of Mormon, repeated themes in a passage, etc. Openly admitting that without the autograph or original record, a certain amount of conjecture will always exist when deconstructing the Book of Mormon's translation, Perry overcomes this monumental obstacle by analyzing the genre, grammatical structure, and individual words employed by the book's writers, redactors, and translators, and compares these features to Hebrew grammar and style. For instance, in discussing numerical parallelism, Perry comments that the Old Testament employs this construction more than the Book of Mormon authors. He suggests this is because there are several entirely poetic books in the Old Testament, such as Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, while narrative dominates the Book of Mormon, making this feature inconsistent with the book's genre. Had the book addressed the 
effect of King James English and its literal translation of the Hebrew and Greek texts on English's development, I would have felt more at ease with all of Perry's conclusions. While there are countless instances in which the King James Version failed to adequately convey the original Hebrew construction the Book of Mormon preserved in translation, a clearer delineation between the two, especially in the beginning chapters, would have situated and clarified more of the book's conclusions. The book concludes with accounts of several early church converts' experiences with the Book of Mormon, reminding the reader that the believer's interaction with the text far outweighs an academic knowledge of the text. While I believe that scripture should be read devotionally by academic and believer alike, this book's merit undeniably lies in the fact that many of the forms discussed are undetectable in the King James Version and require extensive academic training in Semitic grammar to notice. Without a translator, a non-academic person's access to these insights is virtually impossible. It is wise to read this book with scriptures in hand so as to have the full references in context. Amanda Colleen Brown holds a Master of Arts in Bible and the Ancient Near East from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, where she focused on Akkadian, modern Hebrew, and Israelite popular religion as it relates to women's narratives. She previously graduated from Brigham Young University with a bachelor's degree in Ancient Near Eastern Studies. She is also passionate about a variety of dance styles, literature, and travel. This has been a recording of Subtle Hebraic Features in the Book of Mormon by Amanda Colleen Brown, originally published in Interpreter, a Journal of Latter-day Saint Faith and Scholarship, Volume 42, 2021, read by Richard Fligger. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged, the journal and its website are credited, and is for non-commercial use. For a printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Latter-day Saint scriptures can be found at interpreterfoundation.org.